live from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. Welcome, you are locked and loaded right here on rumble.com slash LFA TV. This is live from America, and I am your ever so humbled, God-fearing, God-loving, host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, and we're broadcasting from the live free or die Granite State of New Hampshire, and I'm accompanied by my producer, producer Eli, and I'm sure he wants to say a good morning. Producer Eli, what's going on today, brother? Good morning, LFA family. Let's hit that like button. Let's hit that share button. Let's get to the news because we got two straight hours of the truth and nothing but. Two straight hours of the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help us God. We got a lot of God in the building, and we got a lot of you in the building. John Edwards from Illinois. Good to see you, John. Thank you for joining in tonight. Sheila is in the building. How you doing? Darlene Dempsey is here this morning. Thanks for tuning in. Shout out to Ohio. Bobby Driver is also in the house. G.R. Messick is here. Wayne Davis, C. Ward 1. Weiser, Weiser 4T is in the house. Sterling and Lisa Nakan are here for the truth this morning. Stacy from Muscatine, Iowa. I know right where that is. Furry girl, furry grizzly. How you doing? Good to see you. TD Hodges. Sheila is here. America. I didn't catch that. I'm sorry. It went a little too fast. Dana from the Granite State of New Hampshire is in the building. Scotty, welcome to Live from America this morning. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. Wanda from Pennsylvania, one of my favorite people to run into when we do events and rallies. CQ is here. How are you? Patty from Nebraska. Patty, thank you for joining in. Chris from Arizona, and that's Chris with a K. Rock and Rev Dean is here. Messers is in the building. I thought that was messy. Lionel Messi. Sherry from Whitmore Lake, Michigan. And one more. Let's give it to... Oh, come on. Somebody new. Well, how about Jill from Michigan? That's about as, that's, that's about as good as any, right? Jill from Michigan, thank you so very much. Carlene from OHIO is in the building. Folks, as we're approaching 2,000 live viewers, I want to remind you that we allow no live links or no links in the live chat unless they are LFA-TV related. If they are LFA-TV related, links that we have already put out, links that we know are safe, 
have at it. But for all other links, down below, it's all yours. Have a blast. And, and, and for everybody else, click links at your own risk. Be very, very careful of which links you click. Right, Eli? If you ever see anything to do with New York, like an attack or something, or Mel Gibson, do not click on it. It's bum. It's trash. And it'll probably infect your computer and your life. Like sin. How you doing, Jason from Indiana? I want to give a big shout out to Rosa Catalano. She donated during the Rise Up Hour. I didn't catch it because we were kind of crying at that time. Uh, But big shout out to Rosa Catalano. And a big shout out to all of you guys. Every single one of you who uh, understand the importance of keeping the lights on for this network and to keep us here every single day. We appreciate you. We love you. God bless you. Let me give you a quick rundown of today's show as we have a two-hour show as always. We're going to be talking about the Supreme Court of the United States and what they have decided to do and not to do pertaining to Donald Trump's cases. We're going to be talking about how the left is melting down because of Supreme Court decisions, and now they're calling for the end of any power in the Supreme Court. Of course they are, but if they had it their way, they'd have 30 Supreme Court judges that were all Democrats on them, right? Yeah, okay. We're going to be talking about Donald Trump being taken off another state's ballot. We're going to talk about how Donald Trump's art of the comeback, art of the, uh, art of the deal, art of the comeback, he's actually showing in real time, in real life, one of the greatest, if not the greatest political or any other comeback in the history of, I don't know, maybe ever. Uh, Joe Biden seemed to have got a physical at Walter Reed Memorial, um, and... Uh, The doctor has put out the findings of that physical, so we're going to get to that today. James O'Keefe confronts Judge Engeron. Um, More stores closing in Biden's America because of crime and because of inflation and because nobody's shopping. Uh, We're going to break down a little bit more from Letitia James, who's got more um, Americans in her crosshairs to break down the country, break down her state. We're going to be talking about the FBI going after more people. The mayor of Athens, Virginia, or or, I mean, Athens, Georgia. We got to talk about that guy. He needs to resign. Hernando Arce, will be joining us live later on in the the, uh, later hour of the second hour of the show, live from the border. Donald Trump is going to the border. Of course, Joe Biden had to follow him there. There's so much going on here, folks. There's so much information. I'm going to need you guys to make sure that you smash that rumble button, share this video out early, share it often, get new eyes in. Our goal is always 6,000 people. We've never, ever, Eli, hit 2,000 live likes, have we? I don't think we've ever done that. Let's see if we can do that today. 2,000 lives likes, 6,000 live people, and let's go to the Lord now. The verse of the day today, if you checked your newsletters, came from Hebrews 4, 12, and 13. Now, the reason I chose Hebrews 4, 12, and 13 was because, folks, the Word of God cuts like a two-edged, double-edged, sharp sword all the way into your soul. And God is not dead. He is surely alive. And if you watched uh, Rise Up this morning, you know exactly what I'm talking about from what happened in Boston last night. But anyway, Hebrews 4, 12. Not Shebrews, Hebrews. He gets up and brews the coffee, right? It's his job, right? All right. See, the word of God is alive. It is at work, and it is sharper than any double-edged sword. It cuts right through to where soul meets spirit and joints meet marrow. 
and it is quick to judge the inner reflections and the attitudes of the heart. Before God, nothing created was hidden. But all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must render an account. And God was big in Boston last night, baby. Make sure you check out Rise Up if you want to see the entire story from the beginning to the end. I tell you how big God was in Boston last night. But anyway, folks, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to remove your hats. I want you to think of the cross. I want you to put yourself at the foot of the throne. And I want you to go to the Lord in prayer with me right now in all your joy, in all your gratitude, in all your thanksgiving, okay? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Folks, last night, We brought heaven down to earth, and I was part of 20,000 people strong, screaming, worship for the Lord, singing in harmony for the Lord, and it was the most beautiful thing that I've ever experienced in my life. Now, the second most beautiful thing that I ever hear in my life, outside of worship for the Lord, is when some young, wonderful, beautiful, patriotic man or woman, sings our national anthem. So without further ado to start the show today, let's do that now, shall we? Here we go. gentlemen with no microphone only the acoustics of the gymnasium that the illegals haven't taken over yet and that young lady stood there strong and powerful with those lungs that god gave her and belted the national anthem of our country and i only can just say this i pledge of allegiance to the flag 
of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. Folks, I am so excited to be here with you today. We are going to get started here. We are now 14 minutes past the first hour of this beautiful show called Live from America that you guys built and that will never be canceled. And I'd like to thank OFP Farms for being the sponsor of our first and foremost section today. Quality goat milk products for everyday cosmetic bathroom use. No more store-bought crap. No more toxic chemical-filled deodorants or any lotions or shampoos. No, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to go to the family-owned and operated goat farm since 2014, and you're going to join the herd. You're going to join the newsletter. You're going to use the promo code LFA15 to get 15% off, and you're going to go and you're going to check out their rosemary tea tree soap, which I can imagine, folks. Tea tree, I have not tried the rosemary tea tree yet. I know we have a couple bars of it. I've been kind of I've been kind of going through the the musky manly uh, soap that they offer, but I'm going to try that because tea tree is amazing. The lavender soap, I can tell you folks, the lavender vanilla, if goat milk soap uh, was a king, it would be lavender vanilla or queen. Anyway, they got the Farm Girl Couture uh, Goat Milk Hand and Body Lotion. You can do farm bundles and everything. The deodorants are back in stock. OFPFarms.com. That is OFPFarms.com. Promo code LFA15 to get your 15% off. I'm ready for the first and foremost section. I'm shaking up my field of greens. I hope you guys are with me. I know Eli is. He's shaking up over there in the corner, in the spotlight, in the corner with the spotlight on him. My religion? Mm, Well, we don't have religion, Eli. We have faith up in her. Losing, never losing my faith. Okay. Here we go, 4,200 people strong. You guys are sharing. You guys are rumbling. We're caring. And first and foremost section of the day. You guys might have heard this last night, but just in case you didn't. Big breaking news happened last night after I got off the air yesterday. Supreme Court of the United States of America has agreed to hear Donald J. Trump's presidential immunity claim in Jack Smith's January 6th case trial may be postponed, (coughs) Eli, past November. Oh, say it one more time with me, Eli. Say past November, come on. Past November? Past November. Eli, look up how to say it in Russian, just so we can make the liberals so mad that we're peddling Russian propaganda. Past November. See, the Supreme Court of the United States won't even make a ruling on this until late April, if not early May. There is no possible way on planet Earth after that ruling is made, even if it was made that Donald Trump did not have presidential immunity, that that case would be over by November. It will go past November. Brother Eli, how do we say past November in Russian? What's that again? Past November, ladies and gentlemen, and that's just to trigger the libtards in the chat, just in case you're watching. But let me move on. Let me read this story real quick. The Supreme Court of the United States of America 
agreed yesterday to hear Donald Trump's presidential immunity claim. The high court will hear oral argument arguments on an expedited schedule the week of April 22nd and decided by the end of the term in June. Oh, you gotta love it, Eli. Oh, it cuts deep, doesn't it? Now, Judge Tanya Chutkin postponed the March 4th trial date indefinitely as Trump's immunity argument makes its way through the courts. Jack Smith's been hoping to God, well, maybe to, to, to Satan, that this would all get done and wrapped up so he could go after Donald Trump and cement his legacy in stone, but it isn't going to happen. If the Supreme Court decides quickly to reject Trump's bold immunity claim, it may permit a final trial on the 2020 election of interference to occur late this summer or fall. But there's no guarantee a final decision will actually come before November. Far left, the new republic reported, Eli. (laughs) You know what? I don't want to gloat, Eli. I don't want to gloat. I don't want to do that. I don't want to gloat. Because we gloated after he won the presidency in 2016. And we kind of let our feet off the gas. And when you let your foot off the gas... It makes, um, it makes it so you slow down and the Democrats pass you, and that's exactly what happened. They passed us, and then they stole the election, and we were not proactive enough to stop it. It isn't going to be the case again. You know what I'm going to say about this? All glory to my God in heaven, and thank you for answering prayers, okay? This is huge. Now, before I go and show you the meltdown from mainstream media, I want to talk quickly about something that Megyn Kelly, yes, Megyn Kelly, who's finally come around completely. I absolutely love the fact that Megyn Kelly is a, is a strong voice again. Uh, but Megyn Kelly put out this, this, uh, this tweet yesterday, and it actually, it just, it was, she nailed it. She nailed it. She said, with the Trump immunity case being accepted, just merely being accepted by the Supreme Court of the United States, And what's happening in Georgia, Trump may have well just pulled the inside straight that he needed to beat these cases. New York is a joke and will be overturned. Georgia is dying or severely delayed. I will say it's dead. We'll find out tomorrow. Florida isn't happening because Jack Smith just keeps being slammed by an actual judge. Judge Eileen Cannon, Florida's not happening before November, she said, and now neither is the January 6th D.C. case. Incredible. No, I mean, it is incredible, but those of us that walk by faith and not by sight, we saw this in the very beginning. We knew that none of this was going to come to fruition because we could see the forest for the trees. We understood what they were trying to do. We understood their angle, and now... We're on the ballot harvesting team, and we're out there making sure that ballots cannot come back with ineligible addresses in real time. Folks, you can't beat Trump. You can't beat God. And before you say, well, Donald Trump can't be anointed by God, this can't be God's doing. Donald Trump is not a real man of God. Well, let me just tell you this. First of all, who are you to say who's a real man of God and who is not? a real man of God. Second of all, 
God has used the most unlikely characters. If you understood the Bible, if you read the Bible, you would understand that God uses people that you would never, ever even put in a category of a thought to save the world, save the day, save the community, do God's will, bring heaven to earth. So I'll continue to say, I think he's anointed now. Even the losers over at the Young Turks, Eli. Now, you and I know, I, I, I give the Young Turks respect for one thing and one thing only. And it isn't because of what they say. They're always wrong. It isn't because of their ideologies. It isn't because they're hate for Christ, Christians or anything like that. I'll give the Young Turks credit for being the opposite of what we are to the Republican Party. They will call out their own, even if they're wrong. And they know it's over. And they know the simple fact that the Supreme Court of the United States took this case, that Donald Trump is going to win and he's going to win everything. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go and I'm going to show you exactly what I mean. And I apologize in advance for having to hear the ear cancer, but this is news and you need to hear this. Roll it. Supreme Court has decided that it will, in fact, hear... The case involving Trump claiming that presidential immunity prevents him from being prosecuted by special counsel Jack Smith in the election interference case. Now, this is a big win for Trump already. Yes, it and is. I'll explain why. Yes, it is. But just to get you caught up on what's been transpiring, Trump's defense, a big argument we've heard from him and his legal team, is that he should not be prosecuted for his involvement in January 6th, for his involvement in the fake elector scheme, because he was president after all, and presidents enjoy immunity. Now, I personally disagree with that interpretation because presidential immunity pertains to duties that are performed in the White House as President of the United States. That type of protection should not also extend to a presidential candidate who engages in potentially illegal behavior while seeking reelection or seeking the office of the presidency. So that's my interpretation. Obviously, I'm not a legal scholar. It was also the interpretation of the lower courts. And now, because of the Trump legal team essentially appealing this case all the way to the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court will now hear it and make their determination. Now look, the Supreme Court has, the Supreme Court. She knows it's the, what's that Eli? They always say the walls are closing in. It's the beginning of the end, something like that. that. <laughs> yeah, they know that it's the beginning of the end. And every time we check in with the young jerks, I mean, the young Turks, Something just rings in my head, you know? Oh, hi. Thanks for checking in. I'm still a piece of garbage. That's what it is. They're always just garbage. But it is nice to watch them really start to understand, oh, no, the walls are really closing in. Now, that wasn't a meltdown like you're about to see next. What you're about to see next is that Don King from Wish Lookalike, scumbag, worthless Marxist, communist, um... Ellie Mistel, I think that's his name, or Eli Mistel, I think it's Ellie. I think it's Ellie because he's probably gay. He absolutely melted down on MSNBC and actually came out and said, we need to take the power away from the Supreme Court justices that were put there by Republicans. We need to basically overrule them, overstep their ruling, say, too bad, so sad, you're not the end-all, be-all, and roll it. 
Then the appeals court gives a bulletproof ruling, as Dahlia says, and they still decide to take it up. What it says is that they are cor corrupted political actors who act in bad faith. The reason why people like Mark and people like Dahlia seem to have a crystal ball is because they're real, because they're realists, and they understand the court for what it is. And at some point, people in the media, people at home, and people sitting in the White House have to stop pretending that the Supreme Court is some kind of benign, trying to do its best institution and start to realize that there are six Republicans, not conservatives, Republicans on the Supreme Court who view it as their job to help the Republican Party. And until we do something about that, until we take away that power, until we draw the line on them there, they will continue to do this. They will help Trump. They will take away abortion rights. They will end affirmative action. They will liberalize gun rights. They will do all of it until we stop them. And somebody, somebody needs to start listening in the higher echelons of the Democratic Party because we will keep losing every day. We allow these six Republicans in robes to rule over all of us. Boy, that sounds, that looks like Stacey Abrams in a suit, Eli. I'm a loser. That looks like Stacey Abrams in a I'm suit. I'm a loser. I'm not what I appear to be. Eli, what do you think of that guy? You sure that's not Don King and Whoopi Goldberg's son? That's Don Queen, Eli. That's Don Queen. That's Stacey Abrams. That's Don Queen. So now they're at, now there's, what's that? Who, who, who is this and why is that, why would anyone listen to this numbnut? I... Nobody cares. Now, Joy Reid, she's sinking to a new low, attacking CPAC. These people, Eli, they're melting down so bad they're not even reporting news on their news stations. They're just crying about people they hate. It is like TMZ or the National Enquirer. They're not even giving you news anymore. This is the news on that same station from Joy Reid on that same day, bringing you the receipts of the Nazis at CPAC. Conservative Political Action Conference, CPAC, a showcase of just how extreme the once grand old party has become. How extreme, you ask? Well, as NBC News is reporting, Nazis mingled openly at CPAC, spreading anti-Semitic conspiracy theories and finding allies. Yes, you did hear me say Nazis. NBC News noted in previous years, conference organizers have ejected well-known Nazis and white supremacists such as Nick Fuentes from CPAC. But this year, racist conspiracy theorists didn't meet any perceptible resistance at the conference where Donald Trump has been the keynote speaker since 2017. CPAC has repeatedly denied it, calling NBC's reporting fake news and grossly manipulative, and even going so far as to smear the NBC News reporter who was there talking to those very Nazis that CPAC says weren't there, saying our reporter was carrying the water for Hamas in his reporting of the recent Middle East conflict. Really, guys? Well... NBC News has the receipts, watch the including receipts. both photo and watch video the, evidence watch the receipts. of prominent white supremacists <laughs> attending the event. Now, unless this was someone other than a Nazi giving a Nazi salute in the lobby of the conference hotel, eh, well, there you have it. Oh, that's the receipts. They are letting literal Nazis 
into their den of idolatrous Trump worship. I guess it makes sense since CPAC goes beyond just Trump worship by also serving as the coming together of those pushing white replacement theory and anti-immigrant bigotry. <laughs> First of all, speaking of Trump, he called he wants his hair back. Give him his hair back, number one, because you just look like, uh, I don't know, Eli, how do I say this? Uh, a burnt M&M. Is that racist? Uh, I'll look into that. I don't care. I don't care what color a person's skin is. If they're orange, I'll say, orange man, good. If they, learn like a, if they look like a burnt m M&M, I'll say, you look like a burnt m M&M. and I'm peach and kind of chubby, so I look like Patrick from SpongeBob. So don't go down the racist, the racist road. That girl looks like a burnt m M&M. and Who needs to give Donald Trump his hair back? Second of all, your receipts, your receipts are one guy in the lobby of the hotel, not in the CPAC convention. Eli, you remember going to CPAC, right? Oh, yeah. You remember we walked in and all of the check-in was right there and we were in that middle hallway and we were talking to everybody. But in order to go to CPAC, you had to go around to the other side of the hotel and you had to have your credentials to get in. MSNBC just took footage from the lobby of the hotel where a guy was making a joke You know, we've done that before, right? Oh, look at all the Nazis everywhere, everybody. We're all Nazis. He was making a joke. She did not see that coming, right? And she put that in the lobby of the hotel and blamed it on CPAC. But the next thing he was going to do was grab him by the, you know. She doesn't have one of those because she doesn't know what a woman is. So that is what the MS, uh, the mainstream media is doing right now, melting down. But it isn't just the mainstream media. No, no, no. It's representatives as well. Eli. You know that uh, Democrat representative Jasmine Crockett, Crotchet, whatever her name is? Doesn't matter what her name is. Like if I was The Rock back in the day, what is your name again? Oh, my name. It doesn't matter what your name is. (laughs) Democrat representative Jasmine Crotchet, Crockett, I don't know. She comes out, Eli, and she, (laughs) this tired narrative again of Republicans are just out here saying everything Russia, 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 Russia propaganda. At this point, I'm going to go be a Russian. I mean, if we're all Russian, we might as well be Russian to go and pledge allegiance to Vladimir Putin, apparently. But this is how sad and pathetic and tired they are with all of the winning of Donald Trump. The spectacle right now is putting us in a sense of danger, not just in this country, but in this world. It is putting our allies in danger because right now what they're doing is they're peddling Russian lies. Basically, the Republicans have become synonymous for Russians at this point. It is a disgrace. Russia. <laughs> oh, comrades. Welcome, Dasvidanya. I don't even know any Russian, Eli. I've never seen any Russian-American propaganda that would make me go, just, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, you can, can you show me the Russian propaganda? I mean, if I, can you show me on this doll where the Russian propaganda hurt you? Right, Eli? I don't see any. It's not under my mouse pad. Eli, can you check the corner, see if there's any Russian propaganda? No, we're all good. No, no Russian propaganda here, lady. Only Democrat propaganda. You know, that's what I see every day, Eli. I never see Russian propaganda. I see Democrat American propaganda. That's what I see. But the TDS doesn't just go to the mainstream media. 
The TDS just doesn't stop at the, the barriers of the House of Representatives with Jasmine Crotchet. No, 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 no. No, the TDS even goes into the judges' chambers, and it goes into the federal courts and the appeals courts. The TDS runs rampant all the way up to Sotomayor in the, in the, in the, in the Supreme Court of the United States. Radical Illinois judge kicks President Trump off the Illinois state ballot. Now, before I read you just a little bit of this story, understand this. The judge that I'm about to tell you about in Illinois that yesterday decided unilaterally that she was going to kick Donald Trump off of a ballot for president of the United States Ladies and gentlemen, she's a traffic judge. Eli, she's a traffic judge who oversees traffic violations and minute misdemeanors. And somehow, this George Soros-funded reject was able to kick Donald Trump off the ballot. But hold on, folks. Hold on. Back up the Marxism truck here for a second. She stayed her own decision indefinitely. Think about that. Think about the TDS that we're experiencing when a corrupt Cook County judge orders the Illinois Board of Elections, she's a traffic judge, by the way, to remove Donald Trump from statewide ballots in the March 19th primary. Porter claimed that Trump violated the 14th Amendment's insurrection clause as her excuse for removing him from the ballot. And I'll read a quote. The court also realizes the magnitude of this decision. Really? Really? You've never had a magnitude of a felony to deal with or preside over. And its, in, and its impact on the upcoming primary elections in Illinois. The Illinois State, of Board, uh, State Board of Elections shall remove Donald J. Trump from the ballot for general primary election of March 19, 2024, or cause any votes cast for him to be suppressed. (laughs) Porter previously rejected Trump's request to stop the proceedings until the United States Supreme Court rules on the similar Colorado-based case challenge that kept him off that state's ballot. However, she stayed her own decision indefinitely Because she knows damn well that Colorado is going to be ruled on in the Supreme Court and she has no standing. So she stayed her own decision pending an appeal, which Donald Trump's uh, lawyers are immediately on. But think of the money that it costs to have these lawyers round the clock, constantly putting in appeals, constantly charging Donald Trump by the hour. Think of the resources that it takes to fight not one, not two, not three, but four federal cases, civil cases, none of which have any merit, none of which have any proof, none of which have been given a jury trial, none of which has Donald Trump been allowed to to defend himself, much like the January 6th prisoners, and we're still beating them, and we're still whooping them. Now, somebody asked in the chat, so why even do it if you're going to stay the decision to make the headlines? That's it. That's all to make the headlines, to get me and you and everybody on mainstream media talking about it last night. As soon as it happened, breaking news, 
across all TVs. Breaking news in the center of Manhattan. Breaking news on your phones. Breaking news on your computer. Donald Trump removed from Illinois ballot. And once this keeps happening, this is called social engineering, folks. This is called social engineering. The longer this happens, the more people go, well, it must be true. It's got to be true. But it's not. It never was and it never will be. And Donald Trump will be your next president. I would like to thank DC the dude. I love the LFA family and would gladly strap up and defend our way of life for each and every one of you. Join me in being a monthly uh, monthly donor, if you can, with a heart. I love LFA. Well, I love you, my friend. I love anybody who gives us their time of day, whether it be financially, emotionally, physically, or just here to support and share. I appreciate you, and I'll never forget it. Now, you guys know who Victor Davis Hansen is? Victor Davis Hansen is a, uh, um, an, uh, a man from the Hoover Institution, senior fellow. And he went on um, an interview yesterday, and he said uh, that this comeback that Donald Trump is, is engaging in right now, the comeback that you see him doing, is nothing short of a miracle. Nothing short of a miracle. How Donald Trump was able to do this, how he was able to to persevere and stick through this, well, I can tell you, anybody who fights back against the cabal will win if they've got the resources. If they've got the resources, if they've got the grit, the testicular fortitude, and most importantly, above all, the grace of God. If you just don't give up, like Donald Trump has always said, you'll beat them. Problem is, most people don't have the resources or the grit. And most people would never sit in prison to fight these people. Donald Trump would. Donald Trump would. I'd like to play this clip uh, from when Victor said this in this interview. I think it was just a remarkable interview, and I, I hope you guys enjoy it. Roll it. Joining me now, Chris Bedford, senior contributor at The Federalist, and Victor Davis Hanson, senior fellow at the Hoover Institution. Victor, uh, we're seeing a lot of division um, on the left. Obviously, there's division on the right as well, but... Just how big of a problem is this going to be for the Biden campaign as reality begins to set in as they get closer to the general? Yeah, I think we're getting to a point of no return, Laura, with the corruption issue, the cognitive issue, and the unpopularity and disaster of his uh, agenda, and now this defection within the Democratic Party. It's more of a question of not if they're going to try to remove him, but when and how. And I don't think they have the answers to either one. That's it's really That's the correct. most remarkable meltdown of a presidency we've seen in our modern era. And it's juxtaposed with probably the greatest political recovery of Donald Trump since Richard Nixon in 1962. And Donald Trump, the more they try to demonize and incarcerate him or uh, use lawfare against him, the more popular he becomes. So it's just it's bizarre how things have just flipped since... Uh, 2021. That's remarkable. And I, I think they're in a dilemma and they don't, they, ha, they know what they have to do, but they don't know how to do it and when to do it. Well, MSNBC is worried because Biden's problem of the uncommitted voters um, may uh, portend a much larger problem in the general watch. This is a problem all across the country. And I hope that the president and Blinken 
can get this thing calmed down because if it don't get calmed down before the Democratic convention, it, it, it's going to be a very ugly time in Chicago. I promise you that. They're going to have to tell BB Netanyahu, hey, dude, you're not, we're not going to lose our election because you're scared to go to jail. Chris Biden was hinting at a ceasefire coming. Will that stem the stem the uh, the exit exit polls for that we're seeing tonight? I think it's probably going to take more than that. I mean, some of those actions like that might bring back some of the white liberal voters we've seen getting interviewed. Some of the younger woke folks who just for whatever reason, their education decided to side with Hamas on this. At the end of the day, when they're faced with a Donald Trump versus Joe Biden, they might come around. But in a state like Michigan, where, Joe, where Donald Trump had made historic inroads with a lot of working class white voters, the Democratic Party's left behind. And All right, we, we're OK with that. Now, he's speaking of Michigan right there. Well, look what happened in Michigan. Look what happened in Michigan. Look how many people that voted for Joe Biden said we're not voting for him again, period. It doesn't matter. Like, look at the turnaround in Michigan. Look at the people that fleeing the Democratic Party to flock and vote for Donald Trump or anybody but the left. And Victor Davis Hanson was right when he said the more they uh, persecute him, the more popular he becomes. Well, that's what happens when you have a populist candidate, somebody that is beloved by the country, not deceived deceiving the country somebody who's beloved by the country that means the country trusts that man or woman so the country's speaking loudly and instead of embracing what the people want the politicians on both sides are telling you you can't have it it's bad we need to get rid of populism that's what they're saying i'd like to go to the lfa live chat we can pull that up i'd like to talk to some of you and see what you're saying we love God and Trump. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. How can we be at 5,000 people and less than 800 th- thumbs up? I don't get it, said Real Carol Lee. Carol, I've been doing this for years, and I don't get it either. Well, I do get it. It's just that half the people that are watching aren't engaged. They're just watching. That's okay. Um, Trump is here on Saturday, said Heels Gal. Yeah, Trump is going to be at the border today. And towards the end of my show today, I will be bringing on Hernando Arce live from Eagle Pass, where we expect Trump to be, although Trump never tells you where he's going to be when he goes on, you know, to the border like that. But we know he's going to Eagle Pass area, uh, so we'll be at Shelby Park region. Um, like your dirt and jacket, Jeremy. Well, thank you very much. You mean my shirt? I don't have any dirt. I got dirt on some people, but I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, God and Trump are going to fix our country. Jeremy, God snow, uh, snowed and put out the Texas fire. I heard, I heard God put out those Texas fires. I love that. I absolutely love that. I don't think rumbles, uh, counts are ever right. Well, maybe not, but they're pretty consistent if they're never right. I guess they're consistently wrong then because they're the same pretty much every day. Um, Thank you, Jeremy and Frankie, for your dedication. That's producer Eli, uh, but Frankie, too. Yes, and Mike and everybody else on the network. Thank you. All right, folks, before we break and go to the next uh, segment here on Live from America, I want to talk about lean. I am now into my first month of taking Brickhouse Nutrition's 
lean weight loss diet pill. And it works. I can tell you with 100% certainty that it works. Just like the Field of Greens worked, so does the lean weight loss pill. Key benefits. Elevates resting um, metabolic rate. That means for all of us older folks, even if we get out and walk and we can't lose any more weight, this is going to elevate that. Decreases your appetite big time. Not hungry. Enhances fatty acid absorption. Huge for us as we're getting older, folks. These are all great, amazing things that this weight loss pill does. And it's from Brickhouse Nutrition, so you know it's got to be good, right? Lean was formulated to take advantage of multiple cellular mechanisms to improve processing of energy nutrients. This, in turn, creates and supports an increased metabolism, continued body fat reduction, and better glycemic control. Lean is the most comprehensive approach to improving body composition and attacking um, metabolic syndrome the supplement industry has ever seen. Folks, you can get yours today with a discount by going to TakeLean.com. That's TakeLean.com and using the promo code LF. A for Live from America. Show Brickhouse Nutrition some love, shall we? All right. Now, speaking of your body and speaking of your, the, the physical proportion of your body, Joe Biden got a physical yesterday, Eli. How do you think he did? Oh, I bet he passed it with flying colors. Whoa. Scared me there. Look, folks, it's not a joke. It's not a joke. A Corvette almost burned in Maui. I was born in Puerto Rico, corn pop in Delaware. Nothing wrong there. Nothing to see here. Eli, if he got a physical, we would expect that this physical to come back to be that he's unfit, right? Well, here's what happened, folks. The White House doctor released a written summary of old dementia Joe Biden's unannounced physical examination yesterday at Walter Reed. They did the entire physical and said, he's fit to, he's fit to run. I mean, he's fit to run. He's fit to, to lead. He is fit. But you know what they didn't do in that physical, Eli? They didn't do a cognitive test. They did a physical test. Can you walk? Can you move? I would argue he can't walk. He falls off bikes, falls downstairs, falls upstairs, falls all the time. They said he's good. I would have said, uh, put him on a treadmill for five minutes and televise it. Let's see how that works. You're getting worked up, man. You're getting worked up. They say I look young. The doctors actually told him that, Eli. You look too young. Where the hell are you finding these doctors? Dr. Strange from the Marvel Universe? What is happening here? Dr. Kevorkian? Virtue signaling, and then there's brown nosing, and then there's whatever the hell that is. <laughs> Look, man, you don't, tell, uh, you don't tell me. So they did a physical on him, said he's good to go. 100% ready to roll. Didn't do a cognitive test on him. Now, I am not a smart man. Okay, I've been around the block, got a little wisdom going on here. But I'm definitely a person who is 
got where I am in life through persistence and people that I know and just accepting favors here and there, working hard. I'm not a smart, I'm not a rocket scientist or anything like that. But I'll tell you what, if I were to see what I'm about to show you, or if I was to show anybody on planet Earth that might not know who Joe Biden is, Eli, this video, I would guarantee you they would say, there's no way that man is even the manager of a McDonald's. Uh, um, anyway, and I don't want to, I don't want to, well, maybe choose my words. I was just thinking, uh, uh, anyway. I, I just, look, I mean, Putin's kleptocracy. Uh, yeah. It was in February, February uh, January, after we been elected. The late January, early, early February. He said, uh, it's not, we need, uh, not just, uh, well, I won't go into it. Here's what drives the driver in the states that are affected. Here's what you can do, the drivers. Uh, I, uh, for two reasons. One, to, it's an impact, an impact the decades been making because inaction was, uh, there was inaction. uh, Look, folks, I just, you know, I, I the, anyway, you know, we might as well just go. See you later. You know, normal people can do that. Normal people can just have a conversation. No cognitive test, no oxygen test. No stress test. Just a regular old physical that you would get, Eli, if you went to your physician on a Monday afternoon. I think he's related to uh, Ricky from Trailer Park Boys. It doesn't take rocket appliances to figure out that I'm the best choice on a campaign trail. Now we need to get going on a campaign and turn up some beats. <laughs> All right, let's do this. We're gonna turn up some beats. Yeah. yeah. Burn some dust here and eat my rubber. Right, Eli? Like I say, somebody said, at least you knew where the exit was, Jeremy. <laughs> I should have went that way and ran into the computer. <laughs> oh, old Joe has got to go, folks. He got a cognitive test, right? Now, it's funny, Eli, because The View, MSNBC, CNN, they all say Donald Trump is the one with the cognitive dissidence. Donald Trump is the one that can't remember names and can't remember dates and places. Now, I just showed you a video. Actually, I showed you a montage over a period of years, and I didn't even show you the last three minutes of it. I had five minutes, but I know the people got sick of it. Okay? The people were literally catching dementia from watching the two-minute clip. I had three more minutes to show you, so this is over a period of three years. Okay? 
period of three years, and that may, oh, 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 and they're trying to say Donald Trump is the one with the cognitive uh, dissidents. Well, ladies and gentlemen, here's Donald Trump actually responding to that. Now, you tell me, if you didn't know either of the two people, and you watched the video I just showed you, and you watched this video, which one of these people have cognitive dissonance? Democrats are at it again. They're constantly making up stories about me because their candidate is a mental and physical basket case. It's never been anything like it. It's also the worst president in the history of our country. He went on a very poorly rated show last night, and he talked about Donald Trump and his wife. I don't know the name of my wife. He was referring to the fact that at CPAC, where I had a sold-out speech, the biggest audience they've had in years, I think maybe ever, I made the statement that Melania was very popular because when I mentioned her name, the audience went wild. I then looked at the two people, man and wife, Matt and Mercedes Schlapp, and I said, wow, they really like the first lady. So this got taken as the fact that I thought Mercedes was the first lady. It has nothing to do with that. These people are really dishonest. They are absolutely something. They have a horrible candidate who's a horrible president. They make up things constantly. You take a look at when I use Barack Hussein Obama and I interject him into where it's supposed to be Biden, and I do it purposely for comedic reasons and for sarcasm, because a lot of people say that Obama's running the country, not Biden, because he's sleeping all the time. They say, oh, I don't know the name of the president. Or when I imitate this guy getting off a stage, what they do is they say, oh, he had trouble getting off a stage. I have no trouble getting off a stage. Anybody that watches what I do at rallies would say, wow, that's amazing. He can go two hours without a teleprompter, not making even a little mistake. Very few people, maybe almost nobody can do what I do. So here's the story. Sounds like Mike The disinformation of the Democrats is unbelievable. They do it because they have a horrible candidate. Don't associate me with the mental midget that you portray, because I want to tell you, he should not be leading this country. And hopefully, on November 5th, he's not going to be. We're going to have a big election. We're going to have a big victory. And we're going to make America great again. Thank you. Donald Trump dropping the mic. Don't compare me with the mental midget that you portray. Sounded to me, Eli, like Donald Trump had something to get off his chest on that one. And rightfully so. It's about time. It's about time. Don't compare me to that mental midget that you portray. Are you absolutely out of your mind? I could have a talk. I could have a conversation. I could have a debate with that man in my sleep and still beat him. Are you out of your minds? I love that Donald Trump did that. Donald Trump, sir, more of that. And we're going to go ahead and give you the Smarty Award of the Day, folks. Smarty Award of the Day goes to Donald J. Trump. And I suppose, Eli, that we can go ahead and give the Dum Dum Award to all those mainstream media morons, these mental midgets, they constantly try to say something that is untrue. They're the most disgusting, dishonest people in the world. And I can't wait till Donald Trump takes down every news organization because they're not. They're propaganda. So I just hit Eli in the foot with that. Next time I'm going to throw it at his head, see if he can catch it. I'm going to test your reflexes, sir. French toast. <laughs> you lint liquor. <laughs> Remember that commercial? That's where I got it from. Who you call lint liquor, you cootie queen? <laughs> you lint liquor. 
That was like one of the best commercials of all time. How many of you remember that commercial? What the French toast? <laughs> anyway, moving right along here, folks, we are approaching hour number two. So while we're approaching, as we're getting ready, I should say, uh, to approach hour number two, I am going to, um, as we approach, let's see, the, the actual noon hour, I'm going to play this video. It's about two minutes. You guys have all seen this. I'm just going to go, and I'm going to refill really quick. As we approach this two-hour mark, I want you guys to do me a favor. While you're listening to this great song, you've heard it before, and while you're looking at the lineup here on LFA TV, let's do some rumbling. If you have not shared yet, share. If you have not liked yet, what are you waiting for? Sign in. Get a profile. Even my daughter, Shade Lynn. Signed up for a Rumble profile, Eli, so she could rumble our video. Ladies and gentlemen, we will be back in T-minus 2 minutes and 20 seconds. Enjoy. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. There's a revolution coming. Body aches. I'm bound in chains. But there's a to start this second hour here on February 29th, leap year, ladies and gentlemen, year of our Lord Jesus of Nazareth, 2024. I want to welcome everybody who is just coming in on this second hour here at rumble.com slash LFA TV. Again, I am your ever so humble 
God-fearing and God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell. Of course, if you're just joining in, we've got our producer over there in the corner, in the spotlight, Mr. Producer Eli. Say hello to the newcomers, my friend. What's going on, newcomers? Welcome to the LFA family, the best family in media today. Definitely the best news station in media today. I'll tell you, where else are you going to get news, entertainment, laughs, how to fix problems, how to roll your sleeves up, get your hands dirty, have the host of the shows out there doing it with you. There's no other place than LFA TV. Make sure you check out all the shows from here, uh, 7 in the morning until 11 at night. Now, as we're getting ready to start our second hour here on LFA TV, I want to talk about the very dismal and poor ratings that the sniffer, squinter, and thief, Joe Biden, Eli, this is what he does. Uh, look, this MAGA, I just I want, to, I want to make sure I get it right. I make sure I get it right. First of all, open your eyes, sir. Maybe if you open your eyes, you'll be able to see. I want to thank Nancy Roskowski for the $30. Thank you very much. We appreciate you. We love you. God bless you, and DC the Dude, thank you for your donation. If you do want to join and help LFA TV grow, you can also become a one-time or monthly donor, because we are a viewer-funded network. At LFATV.us, click the Donate button, or JeremyHarrell.com, click the Donate button as well. Biden's late-night interview with Seth Meyers that we all saw was atrocious was a ratings dud, especially with young voters. Now, if you watched the show yesterday... You know that we went through the entire uh, generations uh, that are that are you know present um, and voting. Your baby boomers, your Gen Xers, your millennials, your Gen Zers, um, and which age group had the most voters in it? Well, we know from our reporting yesterday that millennials have the uh, the most uh, the biggest population. Millennial population is the biggest population. The second biggest population is Gen Z right now. And Gen Z, amongst um, all the Gen Zers, over 50% of them want Donald Trump as president. Over 50% of Gen Zers want Donald Trump as president. That spells doom for Biden. And it also spelled doom for the ratings on Seth Meyers' late-night show. Joe Biden's decision to go on Seth Meyers' late-night show was mocked, considering he had just turned down the opportunity to do a softball interview during the most watched sporting event on earth, the Super Bowl. Well, at least in America. And now the ratings for Seth Meyers' interview are in, and they are not good. The program did particularly poorly among young voters. Biden could have reached millions and millions of people at the Super Bowl. He chose not to do so. Instead, I'm going to go on the Seth Meyers show. Great instincts, Joe. You got about as good of instincts as Trailer Swift's uh, in men. Her, you know, her choice in men. Biden appeared on the talk show reading a teleprompter for pre-built questions and pre-built answers. Eli, I think that was probably the most um, pathetic thing that I saw. Was that as Seth Meyers is asking him these questions, he's reading the, you could see him reading the questions and then read the answer. And I truly believe the audience was fake that night. 
You know what it was? It was pretty much like a Saturday Night Live skit. When the actors, you know, they don't have time to prepare for the, uh, yeah, uh, say this line, ha, 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 ha. You can see they're staring off the screen. Well, that would make sense since Seth Meyers is a Saturday Night Live reject, right? I mean, he was there during those Sarah Silverman days and all of that, and look at them all now. Absolute worthless rejects. Now, Biden appeared on the talk show hoping to draw support amid his tight race against likely Republican nominee Donald Trump. The attempt struggled to land, however, especially among the critical 25 to 54 age demographic. Uh, Nielsen Media Research found. Now, Nielsen Media, folks, if you guys don't know what Nielsen Media, Nielsen Media actually is the company that tracks like songs, copyright songs, copyrighted material, movies, shows, talk shows, TV shows, podcasts. It's like the, the, it's like the end all be all uh, media research company that keeps track of all that stuff. Uh, thank you, Garco65, for the $20 super chat. Love the LFA family. I'm in it till the end. Well, so are we. Thank you very much. The interview brought in an average of 852,000 viewers and just 181,000 in that demographic, in the demographic they were trying to hit. The figure is 32% less than the same day year prior. And that's about how much support he's lost as well. So the numbers actually add up or I should say, uh, subtract. Meyer's show has declined in ratings significantly over his loser tenure there, partly due to the public transition away from cable television. Those are embarrassing numbers for a sitting president, folks, on a talk show on a major network. A sitting president on a late-night talk show on a major network can't even draw one million live viewers. Think about that. Now, I want you to scale that down a little bit. And not to compare, but just to kind of show you the difference in the audience. This channel has less than 80,000 followers on it. It's about to hit 80,000, okay? I can draw over 6,000 people live with 80,000 followers. There are people on this platform, Rumble, that have three, four, and 500,000 followers that would never even come close to the live views that we have here. That's why we always want to get to 7,000, 8,000, because we want to show what we can really do. The percentage of people that watch us based on our following is absolutely tremendous. There's, you guys aren't window shoppers. You are engaged. You're in it to win it, just like the donor said there. So imagine the audience that a mainstream media network reaches that as a sitting president, whether you want to call him that or not, and a late night talk show host, and they can't even get a million people to watch worldwide live. That's sad. That's sickening. But it's very indicative of a Joe Biden residency, we'll call it. And that just goes to show you, nobody cares. And again, if you wanted people to care and you wanted to hit a younger age demographic, then why on God's green earth would you not do the softball question for the Super Bowl? I just don't get it. Well, I do get it. It's called inept and stupidity and ignorance and arrogance and pride. Now, how many of you, raise your hand in the chat, and if you're new here, thank you. Make sure you follow the page. Push us up over 80,000. We only need like 400 followers. 
push us up over 80,000. Now, how many of you saw James O'Keefe confront Judge Engeron, the corpse, the judge himself, the corpse's bride? Eli, remember that, that movie, The Corpse's Bride? I never watched any of them, but I always see, you know, like uh, Jack Skeleton and uh, Nightmare Before uh, Tim Burton's movies. Remember The Corpse's Bride? That's Judge Engeron. Judge Engeron is the corpse. Not the corpse's bride, the corpse. Well, James O'Keefe actually figured out which gym that this corpse lookalike judge from the Tim Burton movies actually goes to. James O'Keefe confronted him. Now, before I show you this, the clip, let's, uh, let's read a little of the story. James O'Keefe yesterday released footage from an encounter with creepy New York judge Arthur Engron, who recently hit Donald Trump with a $355 million judgment that's now over $450 million. Now, O'Keefe received tips from others who are at the gym, who are members of the Equinox gym, and let them know that Engeron is there every morning at 5 a.m. One source sent him a video of Engeron checking out women and appearing to flirt with the women until the women, the, the girl was creeped out and literally had to do this, Eli. Back away from me. Nine of them or something when he comes in and like hits on each and every one. And everybody in the gym knows it, but he's the judge, right? He's a, he's a big judge there. So nobody really even says anything. Now, Engeron was in the gym, gym wearing a creepy muscle shirt. I don't know why. He looks like Gumby. And revealing loose sweatpants. She probably put some underwear on, by the way. Anyway, we have this video from Mr. James O'Keefe and the OMG O'Keefe Media Group. And we'd like to play that for you right now. Can we uh, uh, ditch the lower thirds there? Perfect. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, five minutes of James O'Keefe and Judge Corpse's Bride and Garan. Equinox in Great Neck, New York, and Arthur the Judge is sitting inside the Equinox in New York. So I'm going to go in there and try to talk to him. Push it to the, Push it to the limit. Look at him. It's like four pounds. Push it to the limit. I love you. Take us out What's that? I said, I know why you're here. Oh, yeah? Absolutely, 100%. Like, now, usually? Multiple sources reached out to us about Arthur Engeron, the judge in Manhattan who fined Trump $354 million in damages barring him from running businesses in New York City for three years. One source even sent us a video saying that Arthur Engeron creeps girls out in an Equinox gym in Long Island. At the end of the clip, the woman is visibly annoyed by the judge and tells him to back off, gesturing with her hands. Other sources confirmed the Equinox he works out in at 5 a.m. is in Great Neck, New York, so we decided to work out alongside him. I'm a huge fan. Huge fan. Thank you for working. Thank you so much. For what? Thank you for Man, I must have felt good. Oh, shit. Uh, I think these modern people out of the state. Just thank you. Thank you. What's your day job? I was wearing the OMG t-shirt, which said O'Keefe Media Group, but the judge 
didn't know who I was. My day job, I work in publishing. I print, I print uh, magazines. Yeah. But I really means a lot to me. Yeah, he's on there. Yeah. Here, 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 dark place inside there a lot of people looking at me a lot of eyes wandering right yes so there was a guy that actually came up and was a fan of me and I thought he may have been pretending to be a fan but he actually was a fan but I was trying to play it low-key talked to the judge worked out next to him he told me that he was strong well he doesn't look very strong he's very scrawny he told me that he was getting a lot of hate, a lot of hate, a lot of hate mail. I told him I'm a huge fan. Don't let the bastard get you down. And what a perfect, what a perfect metaphor, what a perfect allegory here. Look at this, looks like a scene out of Sleepy Hollow. Look at this fog. It looks like we're leaving Dante's Inferno here in the suburbs of New York City. Look at that fog. Look at the sky foggy abyss. If you're on the inside and you have more information about this judge or any judge or anything that the public has a right to know, reach out to us on X, Instagram, or on our signal and stay tuned. Push it to the limit. Eli, what were you doing over there, bud? Oh, I was just, I mean, he, I was taking inspiration from Judge Engron. He looks so strong. He even said it. I'm strong. I'm very strong. So I was like, well, I want to be strong. I'm, I'm sitting here. <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to do the news, right? In front of this beautiful ocean behind me. And I look over there and I see Eli Engron. Look at me over here. I'm Engron and stuff in Long Island, bruh. Right, Eli? I'm skiffy. Inspired by the corpse. Gotta love it. Eli Ellis, ladies and gentlemen. All the ladies out there are like, oh, Eli, you're lifting those five-pound weights. Really got me. <laughs> right? You're all going to have to sum it down. I'm taken. <laughs> anyway, I want to thank everybody for joining in. That was James O'Keefe and uh, O'Keefe Media Group. Absolutely uh, giving us something to smile about. You know what I love about James, Eli, is that even if he doesn't have, like, like you could see he was trying to get Judge Engeron to, like, say something, right? He was trying to be like, oh, I'm a huge fan of yours. Like, oh, man, these MAGA people, they got to go, blah, blah, blah. Judge Engeron, you could just see he was, like, very skeptical. Who are you? What's your profession? I'm too busy working out over here. Could you show me which way the gym is, please? You know what I mean? But you know what I like about James is James is always, 
He's always letting them know, I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm going to get you. Just let you know we're lingering. We're lurking. Citizen journalists aren't going to take this anymore. And uh, I guarantee you he'll know, he'll know who James O'Keefe is now. Damn, Skippy. We're like a bad fart, and you're never going to get rid of James. <laughs> a bad fart on a hot day, ladies and gentlemen. That's what James O'Keefe is. The, th- the words, the, w- the most scary words to hear in the world, if you are a corrupt individual, is this. Hi, I'm James O'Keefe with O'Keefe Media Group. Nope. If I was a, I'd run too, Eli. I'd be a runner. We got a runner. We got. They'd catch me, no problem though. Oh, Ace, they catch me. <laughs> Hello, S. They catch me, no problem. Quincy Ultra, <laughs> for all you, uh, Ace Ventura pet detective fans out there, know what that is. <laughs> anyway, you've never seen news like this. Welcome to Live from America here on LFA TV. If you like what you see here, do me a favor. Follow the channel, number one. Share it with all your friends and be like, I finally found a news station where they actually do entertainment and real news. And it's great. And it's passionate. And it's funny. And it's truthful. Share it with your friends. Make sure you share the video. And, uh, you know, stick around. We got a lot more. And we have shows from 7 o'clock in the morning all the way until 11 o'clock at night. And then we do a replay all night. So 24-7. You can watch us here on LFA TV. You can download the Roku app and the Fire Stick app as well on your TVs, on your smart TVs, and follow the channel. Follow us on there, and you can watch us on your big screens as well. Share it with the whole family. Why not? Now, moving from one creepy person who's uh, a walking corpse to another one who probably has sex with corpse and does lines off of their bodies, as sick as that sounds, he is a sick man, and that is Hunter Biden. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you guys probably know that Hunter Biden was in uh, hearings yesterday in, in, um, in depositions with the, the House GOP, uh, Jim Jordan, James Comer, and, you know, of course, Eric Fartwell was in there, and uh, AOC was in there. <coughs> you had Prison Mike in there, right, Eli? Little Jamie Raskin. Everybody's in there, and they're all, you know, taking turns and going, you know, I'm sure the Democrats are sitting there going, we love you, Hunter. Thank you for coming here and having to deal with all of this mess. And you probably had the Republicans going, uh, what about this check? What about this check? What about this email? What about that email? What about this text message? What about that text message? You know what I mean? They got the receipts, real receipts, not Joy Reid receipts. Well, Hunter Biden's opening statement to investigators absolutely collided with witness testimony, email evidence, checks, uh, uh, check uh, photocopies of checks, And everything else. Well, of course, of course, of course it does. Hunter Biden delivered his closed-door testimony to the Oversight Committee yesterday, conflicting with statements from other sworn testimony witnesses, uh, uh, witness testimonies, and evidence accepted, by the way, key word there, folks, not reviewed, accepted by the FBI as genuine from his own emails. So we've got all of that. We've got pictures of checks. We've got text messages. We've got emails. And we have evidence that the FBI said was genuine from Hunter Biden's laptop. And, of course, he had to get in there immediately and deny everything. By the way, whatever happened to Hunter? Where the hell is he? Where's Hunter? In his opening statement to the Oversight Committee, Hunter Biden told investigators that he did not, I repeat, did not involve my father, and any business deals. Yet, his assertion directly conflicts with publicly available evidence, Hunter Biden's own statements, and documentation of witness testimony secured by the committee. Eli, only in this world 
Could you have your own sworn statements or your own statements? I guess they're not sworn statements. And somebody come to you and say, uh, we got this thing that you said here. And you go, I didn't say that. Well, you did say that. It's, it's right here. And, and we verified that it's you. It wasn't me. Oh, I don't recall saying it. <laughs> and because I don't recall saying it, you know, it didn't, didn't happen. Right? I didn't lie if I don't recall lying. I could have lied. I might have lied. Possibly lied. Probably lied. But I can't recall whether I did or not, Eli. Did lie, but I can't recall. We need to start smacking these people upside the head with a two-by-four when they do that. What was that again? You want to say that again? One more time, please. Quote, in his nasally voice, I'm hearing an A. <laughs> Eli, you know that nasally voice that the Bidens seem to have? Like they have a deviated septum from all the cocaine they did? It's got to be something, right? Where are my co- Where are my 80s partiers at? You know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> I'm here today to provide the committee with the one uncontestable fact, he says. Uncontestable. You can't contest it. Eli, can't contest it. We've looked at it. We've, we, we've, we've molded over. We've looked at it. We've talked about it. You can't contest it. It's uncontestable. Oh, uncontestable. Wow, that, that sucks. And since he's the president's drug dealer, I mean, son, right? It's uncontestable. He says, I'm here to provide the committee with one uncontestable fact that should end... The false premise of this inquiry. You mean like a witch hunt? Uh, Never heard that. I did not involve my father in my business. Not while I was a practicing lawyer. Not in my investments or transactions, domestic or international. Not as a board member. And certainly not as an artiste. (laughs) Never, he said in his opening statement. Contrary to all of those asinine and ridiculously stupid claims... (laughs) <laughs> I only drank in the 80s, says Denise. <laughs> here are some of the documented instances, ladies and gentlemen, that you'll get right here on LFA TV, where Hunter Biden involved his father, Joe Biden, you know, the big guy, the big guy, in his business deal with foreign partners. Cafe Milano meetings in 2014. Hunter Biden hosted a dinner meeting at Cafe Milano in the Georgetown neighborhood of Washington, D.C. Biden's emails shows that he invited two oligarchs with whom he was in business with, widow of the former Moscow mayor, Yelena Batarina, remember that, folks, and Kazakhstani businessman, Keynes Rakishev. Devin Archer confirmed in his testimony with the Oversight Committee with uh, both Batarina and Rakishev were both in attendance. The former prime minister, Kareem Masimov also reportedly attended. He also told investigators that then-Vice President Joe Biden showed up at the meeting and interacted with the assembled partners. Well, there's number one. Number two. In 2015, Hunter Biden hosted a similar gathering in the same upscale restaurant, and he invited Burisma executive Vadim Basharsky, the point man between Ukrainian gas company and the Biden Associates. Emails from Devin Archer's testimony confirm that Pasharsky was present. Quote, Dear Hunter, thank you for inviting me to D.C. and giving me the opportunity to meet your father, Eli. Here is an email from Pasharsky. Thank you, dear Hunter, dear Hunter, dearest Hunter. Oh, dear, dear, dear Hunter. What's that? Is there any other kind? There's no other kind. Dear Hunter, thank you for inviting me to D.C. and giving me an opportunity to meet with your father. Eli, what is a father? <laughs> he met with a father. 
He met with Safaja, ladies and gentlemen. The big guy, Joseph Robinett Biden, born in Puerto Rico, raised with corn pop, and almost died in a fire in Maui with his Corvette. What's that? And cat. And his cat. That's right. It was nice to have the opportunity to meet your father and spend some time together, he wrote Hunter Biden in an email. Well, how about the trip to Beijing? Oh, Beijing Biden on Air Force Two. How about that one? Eli, these people are always going, where's the proof? Where's the evidence? Oh, I'm telling it right now. I'm telling you the evidence right now. And I'm telling you it based on documentation that exists, folks. This is called reality. In December of 2013, Hunter Biden flew to Beijing aboard Air Force Two with his father during an official government trip. And during the trip, uh, during the trip to China, Hunter Biden arranged a meeting between Joe Biden and Jonathan Lee in the lobby of the hotel where they were staring. Jonathan Lee is a Chinese businessman who joined Hunter Biden and his associates in forming BHR Partners, a private equity firm that was backed by several Chinese state-owned enterprises, including the Bank of China. By the way, whatever happened to Hunter? Where the hell is he? Where's Hunter? And it goes on and on. we got a Naval Observatory meeting. We've got a CEFC China Energy meeting in D.C. in 2017. We've got a Burisma board meeting in Dubai in 2015 where everybody was present or at least all on the phone, on speakerphone. Mexican partners visit the White House. And it goes on and on and on. And I've not even showed the checks that I've showed millions of times. And the money and the red flags from the banks when these wires were coming in to say, this does not look right. This does not look kosher. And instead, you know what they do, Eli? They send AOC, Prison Mike, and Eric Fartwell out as their Democratic responders to feed the media lies while all the other uh, Democrats stand behind them and just chirp, chirp. Chirp, chirp. Why do you have 40 people standing up there, by the way? What are you going to do? You guys going to have some kind of a gang fight or something? Some kind of a, uh, a news uh, anchorman gang fight or something? You're all a bunch of worthless, spineless cowards, sponges with no backbones. Really embarrassing, and I use the word secondhand embarrassment because that's what we witnessed in there, is they're so desperate to humiliate the president that they started asking the president's son personal details about a divorce that happened almost 10 years ago. That's where this has been reduced to. And they're doing all this, by the way, when we're just days away from the government shutting down. We're critically, critically in need of funding for Ukraine, the humanitarian crisis over in the Middle East, and more security and a broader immigration plan in this country. They're wasting time, squandering an opportunity to do that because they've never accepted Joe Biden as the president. And now, in this last Hail Mary effort, they're going to try and pull off something, I promise you, passes prologue it's not going to work what's really embarrassing oh i promise you it is going to work by the way didn't you just caught didn't you just get caught with using campaign finance money to buy super bowl tickets where's the chinese spy that you used to sleep with and give secrets to that you got kicked off the committee for having sex with where's she where's the money that you took from your campaign to buy super bowl tickets why are you not in prison sir doesn't make any sense to me. Well, it does, protected by Democrats. That makes sense. And then you had little Jamie Raskin and Horseface AOC as well. Check this out. It was a rather embarrassing spectacle where the Republicans continued to 
belabor completely trivial points. They uh, seem to be obsessively focused on speakerphones and use of speakerphone. I did not know that that was the devil's technology, but apparently it is. What we just witnessed over the last hour was, I think, a deep sea fishing expedition because the Republican case has completely fallen apart over the last several weeks. What we are seeing is is just a complete uh, and, and inappropriate expedition into uh, the president's son. Uh, they've got nothing. That's what we just witnessed for the last hour. That first hour of this much anticipated testimony was the nail in the coffin to what is a complete bogus and sham impeachment inquiry. So all that stuff that I just said is complete bogus and sham, even though we've got the receipts for it, real receipts for it, or else I wouldn't have been able to report it for you. I don't just report things out of thin air. You know what I mean? So we do have the receipts for it. These guys are just lying to the press. So the press will go out and report that, even though it's lies. Even though it's absolute lies. Again, where's that campaign money for the Super Bowl tickets? And where's Fang Fang, the Chinese spy that you were having sex with for years? Eric Fartwell, how are you even still here and George Santos is not? That, to, that goes to show you how deep the rhino establishment is in this country. When George Santos is gone and Eric Fartwell is not, ladies and gentlemen, that spells uniparty. And speaking of the rhino uniparty... We'll make you famous. How many people want to go rhino hunting? Well, first of all, you got to make sure that you've got your rhino hunting permit, okay? Then you got to make sure that you've got your rhino hunting ammo and your rhino hunting hat, right? And then you go rhino hunting. That's how we do it. Well, yesterday, Mitch McConnell announced that he was going to be stepping down as Senate Minority Leader. Now, he did not say that he was going to step down from the Senate. More than likely, with his old age and his, you know, inability to not freeze, he'll probably be dead before another term would even go out anyway. So he did not say he was leaving the Senate, although I, I have a feeling he will. But yesterday, Mitch McConnell said he's stepping down as Senate Minority Leader. First of all, can I just go ahead and play this real quick? Now, Eli, do you know what I just re- realized? And I, 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 think, I think this is worth saying. We got rid of all the McLosers. Think about it. McCarthy. McConnell. McDaniel. I think they might have to go get a job at McDonald's. <laughs> because they're McGone, and we're loving it. Mick, bye-bye, and we're loving it. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, House Caucus, House Freedom Caucus is calling on um, Senator McConnell to step down now and not wait until November, and I agree. But I want to give you the short list of potential candidates that are likely to be one of the people that replace 
Mitch McConnell as the Senate minority and hopefully soon to be Senate majority leader. Okay? Here are the candidates. Oh, by the way, during McConnell's longest serving Senate Republican tenure ever, $29 trillion of debt we have accrued. So in McConnell's tenure, we have accrued $29 trillion worth of debt. Think about that, folks. $29 trillion worth of debt. Now, here are the people. Senator John Thune is on that short list. Senator Joni Ernst is on that short list. She's from Iowa. Senator John Barrasso from uh, Wyoming. They are the likely candidates that would go for that spot. Now, Senator John Cornyn is also a possibility. No, thank you. No, thank you. So those those are your short picks. Let's see where that goes. Let's see where that develops. But right now, folks... We have got Hernando Arce coming on. I see that he's popped on. Uh, We know that Donald Trump is on the border. Um, Hernando, can you hear me now? Yes, sir. Okay, I'm going to bring you on camera here in just a second. Um, If you can switch around, I'd love to find out what's going on, where you're at. I'm going to pop over the screen here. I see that there's people all up and down the streets. I see that there's Trump flags. I see you there. What's going on? Where are you at? And when are you expecting Donald Trump to arrive? LFA TV. Rumble. Jeremy, Hernando Arce here, correspondent reporter for LFA TV, Eagle Pass, Texas, approximately 1130 a.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, We are at the downtown by Shelby Park. Shelby Park is one block away. That is the Rio Grande River and Mexico is on the other side. We have a large crowd of, of spectators so far that have showed up. We have police, Eagle Pass police manning the, the gate there. We cannot go past that gate. And further down, you have National Guard. We have a large amount of Trump supporters here, Jeremy. We have media here. Who, who, and so, so far, it's been a good crowd. Who and the you, crowd is continuing to grow. Hernando, who is there for media? Do you know who's there covering this besides you, besides us? Uh, which alpha you with, guy? Sorry? Which alpha you with? Uh, this is Lamar. Oh, no, who, who's this? Serious? Which network? Oh, you know what network they with? Uh, so far, no. They just uh, they went to go get coffee. I, I'm not I, sure. Uh, I just I wonder, just got here, man. Yeah, I'm just. I was just wondering if it was like the uh, the trucker convoy where there was no real, you know, no mainstream media there, given a real presence of uh, of um, you know being there and covering that. But it looks like you got some media there. V R T. V R T. Yeah, V-R-T. never heard of them. Yes. Never heard of them. So Donald Trump is coming to that location that's blocked off behind you. Yes, sir. And who's he? Do you, is right he, and and is he? He's meeting with Border Patrol, Border Patrol Union. Is he? Uh, have you heard uh, what he's doing? Is he going to be walking anywhere? Is he going to be meeting somebody inside? Have you heard anything with the from the people on the ground there? I know the Trump team is pretty quiet about what his what his uh, actions are going to be. 
Uh, so far, I have no intel on what the plan of the of the press conference is going to be about, Jeremy. And 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 so you're in Eagle Pass right now, right? Which which network you with? Televisa. Televisa. Television. Televisa. Sorry. Televisa. <laughs> He's like, yeah, no, 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 no. He's like, don't say that. He's like, no, no, no. We're not Televisión. We're Televisa. Right. Uh, it's a nice crowd. It's a nice day. Uh, we got a. Uh, we have some uh, Mexicans here. Hello, the outfit. He's from Mexico. He said. Ask the, ask, oh, they're, they're Trump supporters yeah, in Mexico. Yeah. I would like to get an interview. Talk to them if you could. Tell him he's on TV right now. Marín y Arturo. Arturo Severa. Estamos vivo ahora en el internet con Rumble TV. Con LFA TV. ¿Por qué estás aquí? Why are you here? Mira, consideramos que el señor Donald Trump va a ser un buen elemento eh, en la presidencia de la República de Estados Unidos. Este, ¿Qué le gusta a Trump? ¿Qué le gusta? Que, casi todo, porque él viene, like de, él viene a meter orden en donde hay un caos generalizado, tanto en la Agenda 2030, okay. este, y la frontera, el más importante, la, ¿no? El, el, el orden well, de los migrantes. He's here for a secure border. Y señora, también, ¿qué, por, ¿por qué estás aquí? Pues ya porque tengo muchos familia aquí en Estados Unidos que ellos apoyan a Trump y este okay. y pues también muy bien gracias yo voy a estar aquí todo el día vamos a hacer otra entrevista I cut it short because I know you're on a timeline here but uh, no no that's okay they're, that's they're okay Trump, there's Trump supporters because they uh they they want a secure border and yeah. they're from Mexico yeah and she she said something about uh, she said does she have family here did she have a lot of family here yeah. in, in the United States and yeah, that she yeah. wants it protected yeah. is that what she was saying yeah she has yeah she has family here and they also support Trump. So these are Hispanics, Hispanic Americans here, uh, for the most part, uh, all supporting Trump. We're live on LFA TV. Say hello on Rumble. Follow us, LFA TV. LFA TV, make sure you follow us. There you go. What's your first name? Enrique. Enrique, there you go, Enrique. She wants a secure border. Where are you guys from? What city? Where are you from? You're from, oh, they, they're locals. They're from Eagle Pass. There's only 25,000 people in Eagle Pass. You're live on LFA TV. Say hello. That's what the sign says. <laughs> All right, what's your name, man? Why are you here? Support Trump. Support Trump. Where are you from? San Antonio. San Antonio. She's from my town. San Antonio. Thank sure. you for Thank you. Oh. James, San Antonio, Texas, three-quarter man Trump. Right. All right. You look familiar. I think I just met you before. There you go. We got people from all over parts of Texas here. Sir, where are you from? You go past and you're here for support Trump. Why? You live here. So you you're first. You get first ground seeing what's going on in the border. You're not very happy here. What's happening? Yeah. All right. There you go, Jeremy. We got a lot of Trump supporters here. You know, and it's, it's still early. It's, the crowd is picking up uh, every... Every minute. Now, Hernando, Jeremy. you're going to be there for a while, so you're going to be able to come on other shows during the day today, right? Like Ryan Matta's show and other shows, and, and so reporting what's going on down there throughout the day? Yes, sir. Well, you know what I see yes, down sir. there? I see the narrative of Latino Americans 
hating Trump not to be true. It looks like everybody there is of Latino descent, uh, Latin descent, and they are all there to support President Trump. I love that. I love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a great crowd. It's, uh, it's a great little town here. You know, this is a, a border town. It's a working class neighborhood. And uh, for the most part, they've been overrun uh, by these uh, by these uh, the invasion. Yeah. Uh, and the border's still wide open. I, I, you know, on my Twitter channel, you'll see I interview people every day. They come out of Eagle Pass, yeah. Laredo, Del Rio. They're still coming in. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be like the narrative that Texas is actually completely shut down is actually true. And I'll, I'll be the first to say that it's, it's reduced, but it's, they're still coming in. It's not completely shut down, and that's what we need. Uh, Hernando, thank you very much. We'll have you come on on more shows throughout the day, and the audience is very, very, very excited to see what you're going to report for us, sir. All right, very good. All right. Hernando Arce here, Forgotten, forgotten Country. Yes, Forgotten Country. Thank you, sir. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Hernando Arce down there uh, reporting in for LFA TV right down there where Donald Trump is going to come. And you, I want you guys to all follow Hernando Arce on Twitter. Hernando Arce, A-R-C-E, on Twitter. He is the newest addition here to LFA TV and as being a reporter on the ground. We actually actually have somebody that wants to be a reporter for us on the ground in D.C. as well and in California, uh, Jacuma, California. So pretty soon we're going to have eyes and ears everywhere and that is all a testament to you great, wonderful LFA TV audience members and family members who keep us afloat every single day and keep the, uh, keep the donations coming in. We really appreciate that. Folks, before we go any further... Right now, uh, I do want to talk to you about another partner of ours um, and a partner that I've actually uh, grown to really, 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 really like. I don't have a lot of them yet, uh, but they did give me some some they did give me some apparel um, and some bedding uh, for being a sponsor. And, and what I have absolutely love. How many of you have gotten anything from Cozy Earth? Raise your hands. Now, if you've never, ever heard of Cozy Earth, let me tell you who they are. They are a company that makes bedding, bath, women and men's clothing, loungewear, luxury relaxation items, and they make it from the materials in bamboo. In bamboo. And when you extract this material to make bedding and clothing and, and, and things of this nature from bamboo, you end up with not only the softest and most luxurious stuff that you'll ever put on your skin after you clean yourself with OFP Farms, but you're going to get something that actually gets better with every wash. Usually, regular stuff that we have gets worse with every wash, right? Well, this gets better with every wash. And they have a thing called a 100-day guarantee. A 100-day guarantee, a 100-wash guarantee. You wash these things. For 100 washes, you keep track. Write it down. I washed it this day. I washed it this day. I washed it this day. And they say it's going to get better every time. And by the 100th wash, it's going to be better than it was the day you got it. That's the challenge for you. And if that's the case, it doesn't matter if they're more expensive and luxurious because you'll never have to buy another set of anything ever again. CozyEarth.com. It is CozyEarth.com, ladies and gentlemen. CozyEarth.com. Promo code LFA today. Check it out. It's really, really amazing stuff. All right, moving on. Where are we at here? 1244. The mayor of Athens, Georgia, needs to resign today. The mayor of Athens, Georgia, if I could say it one more time loud and proud, needs to resign today. He is making Lakin's death her fault. That's right. 
That's right, 22-year-old Lakin who got murdered, who should be still finishing up college, who got murdered, the media and the mayor in Athens, Georgia, are making it her fault. They're saying maybe she got, maybe she spooked him when she tried to fight back, Eli. Maybe she made it seem like it was a life or death situation for him when she fought back. Imagine that. He was just what, trying to be nice and she spooked him, so that gave him the permission to go ahead and bash her skull in. Get the hell out of here with that crap. I know, I know. And then the mayor of Athens, Georgia, um, Kelly Gertz, by the way, man with the first name of Kelly, uh, I think that's only an 80s thing. But anyway, Kelly Gertz, the mayor of Athens, Georgia, then comes out and says, you guys cannot blame the illegal immigrant community on this. This is not their fault. And you had a president in 2017 who had vitriol language against anti-immigration. Yeah, okay, cool story, bro. You keep telling it. Meanwhile, Lakin's family doesn't have their daughter. Great, great job you're doing there. Check out. In the main, I caution against conflating immigration and crime. The data demonstrates that the two are not connected. Because the impact of federal immigration policy on localities has been under such consistent discussion in recent months, I do want to say a few words about this. It's my 18th year as a local government policymaker, and my work has overlapped with four U.S. presidencies and numerous iterations of Congress. All of them have failed to reach agreement on how to handle immigration. That term means different things to different people depending on the context of the discussion. Uh, many, many of the elements. President Stark. Many of the elements. We are here to listen. You're a liar. We are here to listen. There'll be time for questions. You are guilty and got blood on your head for this murder, sir. Many of the aspects that are ascribed to sanctuary cities. We know what sanctuary are things that are disallowed by Georgia law. And we contribute a document every year to the Georgia Department of Audits, indicating that we do not correspond to these definitions under state law. Yes, you do. And no policies have been adopted Please by the mayor and commission that have created sanctuary again. city status in Sir, Athens. You need to resign. One protocol resign that sometimes now. arises. Resign. resign now. Resign. You One protocol. Voted to, to make Athens Clark County a sanctuary city, sir. Who? What's their name? I'm an old man. My ears only hear one thing. And this recent bipartisan group in the Senate has crafted a bill to make headway on this issue. While no legislation is perfect, this would be a step forward. And I urge Congress and the White House to act now and demonstrate a willingness to continue to work on complementary legislation in the future. This happens, I think. Ladies and gentlemen, they are trying to literally make it to where if an illegal does something wrong, commits a crime, murders somebody, it's your fault. How dare you have anti-immigration bigotry dripping off of your lips, you America first MAGA extremist scum. How dare you Put the livelihood of your families ahead of the livelihood of these illegals. Well, I don't know, because Laura Loomer just got back from the Darien Gap, and Ben Berkwam 
decided he was going to go back to the Darien Gap for his fourth time, and this is what he found. You tell me, folks. They speak English? English? A little bit? Where are you from? Nepal. Nepal? How about him? Nepal? Nepal. Nepal. All, Nepal. All Nepal? Pakistan? You speak English? Huh? Yes? No good English, Urdu. Okay, a little bit? Urdu. A little bit? Pakistan? Where from? Huh? Bangladesh? Where are you going in America? New York? Chicago? Pakistan? Holy cow. Look at, like, like rats, shining the light on them. Wow. You speak English? All coming here. Lift the hand, India. Oh, look at all the women and children. Look at them all. English, lift your hand if you speak English. <laughs> Sikh? Okay. No English, huh? No English? This is wild, bro. Huge group brought in at night. All men. No English here? India? India? Okay. No Pakistan? No, no, no. Explain to me what, what we just had, Oscar. Well, I was just having a conversation with the center front guys, and we started seeing a bunch of lights coming in from from the uh, from the east part where we are going to go up uh, tomorrow more than 50 lights coming down and we were like that's a big group i i decided to come down here to see what's going on and see if there were families or whatever it was and i bump into with migrants of pakistan migrants from sri lanka migrants from india uh migrants from you know and all men this is the preoccupying all men, all men. this is this is the thing that worries me it's all men all of them they're men clearly they're being smuggled by the clan del golfo that, that operates in colombia and all of them, they're saying that they're paying a package. I had an interview, Ben, with a migrant from, from Venezuela saying that the packages in Ecocli, where we were at, $320 for, per person to get them from the boat into a place that they can get smuggled, Turbo, Acandica, Purgana. It's our first night back in the Darien Gap. We're going to go to the Colombian border in the morning and then end back up in Puerto Baldia. But behind us, massive group of men came in, huge national security threat. Uh, we went down there to investigate this. And I just want you to look at this video. All men from the Middle East, from Pakistan, from Bangladesh, from Sri Lanka, from India, all men, all being smuggled by the cartel. And this is happening every single night in different parts across Central and South America. This is what Joe Biden did. Joe Biden invited this national security threat. The question isn't if an attack is gonna happen, it's when an attack is gonna happen. Big shout out to Ben. Big shout out to my brother, Oscar. Uh, you guys know they've been working hard um, to bring you the truth. And I love the fact that more people now, Laura Loomer and so many others are going down there and getting this footage. The more, the merrier, right? But the problem with that is 
Folks, there's already more people in this country illegally just in the last three and a half years than makes up 38 of our states. I told that to my daughter last night, and she could not believe it. She said, how are we going to get them out? I said, by Trump deputizing everybody, making red armies of capable people go into blue states, snatch them up like the rats that they are, and let them back loose across the border. And if you come back again, bullet in the head. That's how you stop them from coming back, and that's how you get rid of them once and for all. And I'm not talking to people that are here on overstayed visas that work. I'm not here talking about the people that are here on current visas that are, that are contributing to this country for the last 20 years, maybe. I'm talking about these rats that have flooded over the border since Joe Biden has become president. Or should I say, stole the residency. All of this is going on. Meanwhile, the FBI is out there hunting down people like us. The IRS is shaking down small businesses. And the FBI now instructs a January 6th conservative reporter by the name of Steve Baker to turn himself in on Friday. This comes after he questioned the government's role in the protests on January 6th, nearly three years after January 6th, 2021, Fed surrection. Blaze reporter Steve Baker reported in December that he'll be charged for his actions that day reporting live on the event. Steve wrote in October of 2023 that he was under investigation for the last two years by Christopher Ray's FBI for reporting at the historic protest in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. Even reporters aren't safe from this tyrannical regime. Steve expected to be charged by the regime. Steve Baker detailed his experiences that day. Then in February of 2021, he began questioning the role others may have played in the protests and rioting that day. You know, the stuff that was off limits. You know, the Ray Epps stuff and starting to get out all the footage of the feds showing their badges and shooting people and causing the riot to happen. The left-wing sedition hunters compiled a rather impressive spreadsheet of all types of journalists with designations of interior breach, press corps, and restricted grounds assigned to 160 different confirmed journalists and an additional spreadsheet tab listing 45 unconfirmed reporters and videographers. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the FBI has given him until Friday, tomorrow, to turn himself in and start doing jail time. To be charged, not to get a bail, and to be screwed out of life forever. They're still doing this while that crap is going on that I just showed you. FBI, we're not only coming for you individually, the ones that broke the law, used your power, and decided to come after we the people. We're going to shut down your entire organization. Say goodbye to your new building. Say goodbye to all your your, uh, new recruits. You're going down. I'm yelling, Timber. (laughs) Right, Eli? They're going down. I'm yelling, Timber. We'll be the one you want to dance. I don't even know the name of that song, but I hear it all the time. That makes me think of that. It's going down. And now, ladies and gentlemen, 
the part that everybody who waited here is going to love. Primetime Alex Stein at another city council event. This time, he brings on Sean Farish, LFA TV's 5 p.m. host, Sean Farish, as Donald Trump to speak to the city council on speakerphone. <laughs> we are taking over media, baby. Roll it. One is Alex Stein. You don't know who you're about to speak to. The one, the only, 45th president of the United States of America, President Donald Trump. Are you there, President Trump? Well, of course, uh, you know, I'm happy that you're talking to the city council. I hear they're tremendous people, and I hear we're going to be bringing these shoes in. These are tremendous shoes. They're out of a Nikki Haley and an Escalade. You know what I'm talking about? We want to see the children. We want to see them wear the shoes and perform in the shoes and do a tremendous job in the shoes. Isn't that right? Isn't that that correct? Yes, President Trump, you making the shoes mandatory for all school uniforms in Plano School District would be great. And I think that would help the city. But I'm telling you, the mayor here is one of these woke mayors. He loves all the transgender stuff. As a matter of fact, he actually wants to put mandatory gender reassignment into the schools, state sponsored. Well, I think that's terrible. And, you know, the only person that I talk to who uh, goes from man to woman, his name is Lindsey Graham. You know who I'm saying. He sits when he pees. But uh, <laughs> you can look at it and you can talk about all of these different things. I think it's a terrible idea what you're doing. And uh, I think we should absolutely look at this mayor. I think we have to look at him. Maybe we have to replace him. Maybe we have to get rid of him like uh, Chris Christie gets rid of a plate of donuts. You know what I'm talking about? Very, <laughs> yes, very he, fast. he loves to eat. Okay, so President Trump, what is going on with Nikki Haley and her running for president? I mean, what's going on? These Plano people, I, I don't know. I think some of these uh, board members support her. Well, if they support her, that's interesting because she lost to somebody called Nota, you know, that N-O-T-A, none of the above. And it's terrible. You know, she is only good at doing things in the back of a car. I call it the escapade in an escalade, and she ought to be ashamed of herself. And if you support her, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. I have to say that. And I think if you're supporting Nikki Haley, you have a lot of other things to think about. You're probably crazier than the people who said... White powder to Don Jr. You heard about that? They sent it to him. I think Hunter Biden was trying to send my son mail. I think he thinks he's a pen pal, and that's not acceptable. We don't want to do that. No, and President Trump, they tried to kill my biological stepfather in Russia. My Are you going to get vengeance on my stepfather? father? Tucker of course, I got, I got along very well with Russia, Russia, Russia. I got along very well with Putin, and uh, we're going to get vengeance on Ukraine. They tried to do terrible things to Tucker. He's your biological stepfather. You look just <laughs> like him. And we want to help him. We want to make sure that he survives. Protect Don. Tucker at all costs. That's uh, what we're going Mr. to do. Don. President Trump, Don. they're kicking us out. Thank you, President Trump. These people aren't worth your time, but thank you so much. And free shoes to all the Plano ISD school members, mandatory in their school uniform. Thank you very much. Thank you. God bless you. God bless. Watch the way they God all walked and walk away. Watch this. <laughs> They're all just looking at him. That was LFA TV's 5 p.m. hour host of a show, Ungoverned, Sean Farish, on the phone. He need, Eli, I think he needs to do more of that. Absolutely. I love all their stingy. They couldn't even have a quick little good time with that. They all sat there like. <laughs> I love it. Big shout out. Big shout out to uh, Alex Stein. Big shout out to our 5 p.m. host here on LFA TV. Sean Farish, and you know what, guys? A big shout-out to each and every 
one of you. Thank you very much for being here today. Folks, that's going to do it for Live from America. Make sure you go to jeremyherrell.com. That's H-E-R-R-E-L-L.com or L-F-A-T-V.us. You can check out our store. We've got the most incredible, most abundant store than any other content creator on the planet. Check it out today and remember this. There are right ways and there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. Keep your head up high. You are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper, ladies and gentlemen. Love you. God bless you. Peace out. (laughs) 